0: Hello, welcome to Stump Death and Taxes. This is Meep, better known as Mary Pat Campbell. Today I'm talking about death. Well, really, life expectancy, but it really is about death. And there's two parts to today's podcast. The first part is for all you living listeners, and if you are dead, I really apologize for the penance you are undergoing. I will pray a rosary for the repose of your souls, and we will just move on as to why you're having to listen to this. But for those who are living, um, you may have heard from about a week or two ago the cdc put out a report and this is a normal report they put out every year about the provisional life expectancy for the u.s for the prior year using provisional death statistics and again remember this is all focused on death and this life expectancy comes out based on who died the previous year and when you are thinking well what does this life expectancy mean for me the person who is still living. And I am telling you as a life actuary, it means Zippo. Um, This is not very helpful to you, I know. So I am going to try to interpret what has happened with COVID the last couple years uh, in a way of how has COVID or how can COVID have actually affected your life expectancy as a living person, the the following is not intended to be exhaustive in all the ways it can have affected your life expectancy. However, what I want to emphasize is none of the ways that I'm about to relate how it will have affected your life expectancy or can have, I should say not will have, can have affected your life expectancy, none of these ways is going to have been captured in that CDC report. And once I start going down how... I think you'll understand why it's not in this report. And that's because this report is all backwards looking. It's looking at the statistics that occurred in 2021 um, of people who died. And every example I'm going to give you is going to be, some of it's going to be people who died, but it's going to be how it affects you, the living person in the future. So let's start with the first One, The first one is you, living person in 2022, have had COVID in the past, so it could be 2020, 2021, or 2022, and said COVID caused damage to you somehow, so maybe reduced lung capacity or maybe your heart got damaged by COVID, thereby impairing your health, thereby reducing your life expectancy, you have worse health than you had before COVID, Therefore, you're an impaired life, you may be a disabled life. Um, I'm sorry, I'm using technical terms, okay? This is not intended to be offensive. This is just using uh, technical terms that we use in mortality tables that um, if I was to underwrite, say, a life insurance policy, or maybe even um, like an impaired life annuity, though we generally don't underwrite annuities, And that would be a shorter life expectancy. And that would be a very, very direct way COVID would have reduced your life expectancy as an individual. However, that is not captured in the CDC report. The CDC report is based off of increased death rates on people who died not only from COVID, but also non-COVID causes of death increased uh, their rates as well. Which I'll discuss another time. Um, so that's a very direct way COVID can have reduced your life expectancy, not captured in the CDC report because it's only capturing people who've already died. Um, so that's very direct. Uh, so that's uh, one level. Here's the next level, and this is going to be a little, you know, a little more abstract, a little more attenuated. So let's say in 2020 you didn't have a cancer screening that you were supposed to have and thereby you had had a cancer at an earlier stage that did not get detected then you got the cancer detected at a later stage say in 2022 instead of 2020 Um, and thereby your survival rate from that cancer is decreased thereby your life expectancy is decreased marginally um so you know that's not a huge change in life expectancy for missing a cancer screening but that is a potential effect so that's a little attenuated and people had asked me in 2020 even starting in 2020 because there was a huge drop in uh in healthcare utilization in the United States and in a lot of other places. Uh, And and it wasn't just because of lockdown policies, just there were people scared of going to the doctors. A lot of people weren't getting, uh, you know, their screenings. And then, and it's not just because of the people And a lot of doctors' offices just closed themselves that people who wanted to get screenings couldn't get screenings. So, you know, I'm not blaming anybody at this point. A lot of people were scared. We're just going to move on from there. Um, and people were wondering if cancer death rates would increase. So what I've seen so far, not in 2020, it didn't occur. I did see some marginal death rates from cancer increase in a couple of uh, age groups, but what I thought would actually happen with cancer death rates, it wouldn't be that they increased necessarily, but that they wouldn't decrease as rapidly as they had been decreasing before. And what I had been actually seeing in cancer death rate trends before the pandemic anyway, was that they were improving slowly compared to how heart disease death rates were improving. And there are reasons for those uh, death rate trends. So that's an even more attenuated effect on life expectancy as a living person. Maybe you miss some health care, um, you know, getting even more attenuated. Maybe you have a chronic health issues such as diabetes or kidney disease, this actually may be more acute than missing a cancer screening, um, that you may have a chronic condition that got out of control. That said, um, I did see that death rates due to diabetes increased, though that may, and that is actually included in the CDC report. Um, That's one of the non-COVID causes of death that was affected in 2020 and 2021. Um, and so that is reflected. But what I'm talking about are for people who are still alive. It does seem that diabetes has incidence has been increasing, but it's hard for me to tease out what was the trend before. I don't deal with what's called morbidity. Morbidity has to do with illness rates, mortality, of course, has to do with death rates. Um, but let me just jump right straight ahead to like the most. <laughs> um, just the weakest link between COVID and the effect on life expectancy. Um, And and I'm just jumping way over a whole bunch of other cause effect chains. And that is, of course, fertility rates dropped during uh, the pandemic, but quite a lot. So a bunch of babies that may have been born if the pandemic hadn't occurred, didn't get born. And thereby, the doctor who may have cured cancer didn't get born. Okay, that was... You know, a reach, and I was doing that on purpose. The whole point, though. My whole point is talking about deaths that haven't occurred yet. Deaths in the future. Because if you're currently living, you haven't died yet. That's my point. We're talking about life expectancy in the future. Obviously, the CDC and me as a life actuary, we don't know what your, quote, true life expectancy is. We won't know until everybody currently living are now dead. Um, And then we'll look back and we'll see the statistics. When we talk about life expectancy of those people who are still living. We have to use a set of assumptions. Actuaries have, we have what are called, you know, projection tables, where we project what we think the mortality trends are going to be in the future. And we have different ways of projecting mortality. We can project it by cause of death. We can project it by cohort. So cohort means everybody who was born in a certain year. Um, We can project it by calendar year if we want. There are different structures of projection scales. And this is done in different ways for life insurance, for pensions, for annuities, depending on what we're trying to do, because we have mortality rates that are used in mortality tables that are used for different purposes. Uh, So what you're coming out of the CDC is they're trying to just capture what the population dynamics are. So let's ignore what actuaries might be doing mortality calculations for, because we're being asked to quantify mortality risk for all sorts of reasons. CDC is just trying to capture what's the trend going to be, what's it for the overall population. So now I'm going back to the second part. So, as an individual, um, yes, there can have been for you as an individual some effects of COVID on your future life expectancy. But that CDC report, that CDC report that said life expectancy dropped an additional almost one year from 2020, again, uh, that tells you nothing about what that means for you in the future. You can't go by anything. I'm looking at a table here of numbers. um, And if you read out those numbers, if you're old, maybe, but not even then, because that's just assuming you have mortality like that every year, like 2021, until you die. And that's Probably not what you're going to see in 2022. We've already not seen it like that. It's possible that we can have a COVID Omicron wave that's similarly fatal like we did last year, but we haven't seen the start of that yet. So, you know, this is don't try to do any retirement planning based off of that report. Um, This is not appropriate. And that's not why the CDC puts out that report. They've been putting out reports like this every year. So, you know, just keep that in mind. So that's for all the regular people living. The second part is a message from me to the CDC, not that they're listening. This is my message. Could you please stop using life expectancy? Um, this is such a misleading metric. Um, and it's not, and I'm just looking at the report. I'm just going back up to the top. And it says provisional life expectancy. I'm just like provisional life expectancy, provisional life expectancy. Yes, it does say it's period, but it really needs to say it's period life expectancy, not cohort life expectancy. Yes, there's a cohort life table. Um, and it, it is very technical. Fine. The problem is, yes, I understand you're trying to monitor mortality trends for the entire population. Okay, and you're trying to collapse uh, the dimension a- across multiple ages and in-, in some cases race and ethnicity and sex, you know, aggregate it and just collapse the age dimension for the mortality into a single metric. Let me tell you, life expectancy is inappropriate and you can say, oh, well, I want to project it from a particular age. I could say, why? But age-adjusted, Death rates can be done from any age you want. Just use your weights from the restricted ages that you're looking at. Just use age-adjusted death rates if you want to collapse to a single number to capture mortality rates. You know that works. People don't understand Life expectancy, they think they do because they see the unit years and they like, oh, I understand years. They see the term life expectancy and they think, oh, I can associate that with, say, retirement planning. And then they get really confused, especially when you have a large mortality event like COVID. And then when they see that analysis of contribution by cause of death, and you say 50 years off life expectancy due to COVID, not looking at all the other components, of course, where the reduction in deaths due to basically no flu and pneumonia deaths being recorded, remember that, that that is a huge increase in life expectancy due to that, there's a lot of confusion. If it was the age-adjusted death rates, then you could have percentage contribution or percentage point, however you want to do it. You could do it by points, basis points, however, um, to that mortality rate, that age-adjusted death rate, age-adjusted mortality rate. And no one would confuse themselves. No one would fool themselves that they understand death rates Death probabilities and that sort of thing. Now you could say, well, we've always used this metric. Yeah, you've always used that metric. Doesn't mean it's appropriate. Maybe you should rethink that. Um, I think the reason they they keep using the period life expectancy is because it always gets press. If it was just the mortality rate or death rate, because media people don't, you know, they can't compare it to anything. It's very difficult. 1% one doesn't sound like a lot. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, it is a lot. But saying that life expectancy dropped one year, oh my gosh, you know, they can run around like with their heads on fire. Uh, the You get a lot of media when it's life expectancy. You don't get a lot of media when you're talking about mortality rates. Mortality, you could say that's increased 20%. And I'm thinking 20%. Holy crap, that's huge. But most media people are enumerate. And they can't, they can't see 20% and think, is that big? I I don't know. I don't, is 20% big? And there's no really gut reaction. They hear life expectancy dropped one year, two years. Oh my gosh. And it sounds awful. And they hear these units years. They think they know, but they're really being misled. Well, you know, I'm just kind of tired of it. You have to think, CDC, what is it that you want? Do you want the media? Well, obviously you guys do. Um, But if you want to rebuild integrity, my understanding is that it's the awareness that the CDC has lost its shine in the public's eyes. And that's for a variety of reasons. It may help to drop all the stuff that confuses people because you're trying to get in front of the microphones and because it gets an emotional reaction from people. I understand it gets attention from people and they will listen to you, but it also means that a lot of people stop listening to you when they realize you're basically becoming click bait. Uh, if you are no better than other people, who are just saying, Oh, here's the 10 amazing things. Yeah, you know, I don't want that from the CDC. If you want to be professional, if you want to be the science, if you want to be taken seriously, you know, stop doing this. And they say, Well, this is we're being scientific. No, this is not scientific. You are collapsing a lot of information into a single metric that a lot of people misinterpret there is no good reason to use period life expectancy as opposed to age adjusted death rate use age adjusted death rate or just don't you know don't collapse it into a single um don't collapse it into a single dimension at all i don't think you're getting a lot of information out of it anyway i prefer i mean obviously i prefer my <laughs> approach where i put it as um, you know, in these five year age groups and looking at how much it moved, especially during the pandemic, um, as opposed to collapsing it all into a single metric because there were some very big differences of what was going on in mortality in children versus young adults versus the middle aged versus the old. And you should capture that. In most years, it's pretty boring and things move very slowly. That wasn't true in 2020 and 2021. So collapsing a lot of information into the single dimension metric that people misinterpret is not helpful. So think about that, CDC. So yeah, maybe a podcast shouldn't be about two things, but I'm making it about two things. So number one, as a living person, don't worry about the CDC report. There are ways COVID can have affected your life expectancy. You should know about your own health condition with regards to COVID. And yes, please catch up on any of your cancer screenings and other health screenings. And if you have a chronic health condition, Make sure that gets taken care of, like diabetes, kidney problems, liver problems, that sort of thing. And then CDC, clean your house. I know you're supposed to be doing it, but I have a feeling it's just going to be rearranging the furniture and nothing actually even gets dusted. So, you know, I'm just, I'm waiting for the the fake spike of deaths to leave, but we'll see on Wednesday if that actually occurs. So that's been stump death and taxes. Maybe next week. I'll go back to taxes. I like to mix it up. Bye.